Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. You can be seated right now. I wanted to share though, um, Pat, uh, Andrew came up to me. We, I prayed for him last week and he had been having some, some dreams, a nightmare actually, that had been bothering him. So I anointed him with oil and we prayed for him right here after service. And I told him, God's gonna take care of that. And you gotta trust that. God's gonna take care of that. Because I know how that, that, that was when me, I used to have this bad dream of the cuckoo coming after me. The cuckoo in Spanish is, is, the, is the, the boogeyman. And he was always chasing me. He wanted to kill me as a little kid. I had this nightmare. And uh, it wasn't until I received Christ as my Savior that, that that kept coming into my adult years. But finally, when I received Christ, I've never had that dream again in my life, ever. And so we prayed, and Andrew comes in this afternoon all happy and everything. And he says, can I share with, with you what, what, what happened to me, Pastor Rick? I said, absolutely. And he said, the Lord came to him in a dream. The Lord appeared right before him and put his hand right on his forehead and, and, and read to him and spoke to him. And he, and he hasn't had any more dreams, any more nightmares ever since. Can we give the Lord a, a hand clap? The Lord hears our prayers. It doesn't matter how small you think they are or how large you think they are. The Lord hears your prayer and he cares for you. Isn't that right, Andrew? He cares for yeah. each of us. Amen. 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 Yeah. I'm going to continue with our series, which is, are we in the last days? Are these the last days? Yeah. How many would agree with me that we're seeing things that we've never seen before? Yeah. You know, oftentimes this is what I hear when I speak on a subject like this. Well, Pastor Rick, we've always had earthquakes or we've always had pandemics or plagues. We've always had certain things like this, but we've never seen the things that are going on today, in our age today, never. There's things right now that are unprecedented, that have never occurred before. And that's why I feel it's important to speak to you on the topic, are these the last days? And today specifically, I wanna to talk to you about the Great Tribulation. Everybody say, the Great Tribulation. The Great Tribulation. That's what the Bible calls it, the Great Tribulation. The word speaks about end times such as the rapture, which we spoke about last week, the great tribulation, the second coming, the great white throne judgment. These are biblical terms that you'll often hear and, and hear from me today or other preachers. But specifically today, we're gonna to take a look at the great tribulation. At this point in time, prophetically, the rapture has happened. So we're now into the great tribulation. Last week, if you weren't here, the rapture has occurred. The Lord Jesus Christ has come down and met his believers in there. He's taken us up, raptured us up. Now it's the beginning of a seven year period called the great tribulation. The rapture again, and just to recap on this, is the first phase of Christ's coming. It's the first phase at the end of the tribulation, the second phase will occur, which is called the second coming of Jesus Christ. I want you to get that clear. The rapture and the second coming are not the same event. The rapture, he's only coming for his faithful, for the believers of Christ. The, the second coming is where he's coming to make war, the Bible makes it clear, upon the earth. 
judgment will come upon the earth at the end of those seven years. We as the church, we're raptured out of here because in biblical prophecy, there is no mention of the church anymore. The church is gone because the church is now up in heaven with Christ. You and I as believers, we are the church. Can I get an amen? Because amen. you don't want to be around for the tribulation. Now, let, let me just say this, that we would be here for the next six months or longer if I really, if we spent the time to break down every verse by verse of, of Revelation, of the book of Daniel, the book of Matthew, Ezekiel, which concentrate on end time events, prophecy. I'm just going to touch on the major points of it, and then we'll, we'll hopefully get a better understanding, amen, of things that are going to occur in these seven years. But the tribulation is a period of seven years of wars, torment like we've never seen before. In fact, the word tribulation is translated from the Greek word thalipsis, which means metaphorically oppression, affliction, tribulation, distress. In other words, if you think you have it bad now, say nothing. It's say nothing compared to what's coming in the tribulation. Tribulation, yes. In Daniel chapter 9 in the Old Testament, as well as in the sermon text I'm about to read, I believe that the Word of God teaches that Jesus Christ will come before the start of the Great Tribulation. See, He wants to save the church out of that uh, mess that's going to happen on this earth. And thank God for that. Amen? Amen. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 24. I'm going to read quite a few here, quite a few scriptures, starting in verse 1 through verse 25. It's going to be up on the screen so you can follow along. Matthew chapter 24. This is the book of Matthew, the chapter that's talking about end time events. So beginning in verse 1, Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his, his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things, he asked? Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming at the end of your age, of the age? And Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So when you see standing in the holy place, 
the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for a pregnant woman and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. That's a lot to go over right there. And I know I've read quite a bit of that, but I wanna pick and, 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 and just talk on some of those things that is mentioned here by Jesus. He's in the temple area, just leaving the temple. And I've been to the mount there where the temple was. All the stones have been knocked down. We're not talking little stones like this. We're talking tons and tons of rock. They cut them out and made a foundation up there and then laid stone upon stone. They were all knocked down towards where the Wailing Wall area is and down below when the Romans destroyed Jerusalem in 70 AD. Jerusalem was destroyed. The temple was destroyed as prophesied. All these things are not by accident. And so Jesus was telling them this mighty magnificent temple, which it was in its, in its heyday, it was a mighty magnificent building and it was destroyed. And so Jesus is telling these people about events that were going to happen. Now, we may not agree on when, what exactly, what date, but we know this, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We may not be able to agree whether it's gonna happen on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Friday, but we know it's gonna happen. How many know it's gonna happen? Amen, yeah. It's gonna happen. In the scriptures, Jesus again is describing this and it must have caused fear in the disciples. They, they must have looked around and said, man, this is the temple of God. You're telling us it's going to be destroyed? They must, it must have caused fear in them to, to hear that from the words of Jesus coming from his lips. But Jesus wasn't just giving them a sign. He was giving us a sign. He was speaking to us about things to come. Which leads us to our first point, which is beware of the falling away. Or in other words, there's another uh, term that's used, the great apostasy. It's a falling away of believers. And I believe even pre-tribulation, pre before the tribulation is occurring, we're seeing that now because of COVID. The, how many know the enemy wanted to strike something in the churches and just divide and prevent people from coming to the house of God? I, I mean, I, I believe we all need to be safe. We need to take care of and be, be cautious and all that. But I believe the devil tried to use that to strike fear into people and break down the church of God. 
How many, how many know that's the truth, that that's what's happening? And I believe many have fallen away because of that. And many have never come back to a church, whether it's this church or any other church. But Jesus said, do not be deceived. And in order to be not deceived, that means you have to be alert. You have to be aware. There's one thing as a dad, and I'm sure every dad here that has daughters or even sons has told your daughters this. Be aware of your surroundings, yes. right? Every dad says that. Be aware of your surroundings. You go shopping, be aware of your surroundings. When you go park somewhere, be aware of your surroundings. See, somebody following you? Be aware of your surroundings. I mean, every dad says that. And if you haven't, you better start. All right, don't, don't be deceived. So we have to be watchful. The Bible says there will come a time that men and women will also appear claiming to be the Messiah. If, if somebody here in America Canyon all of a sudden began to perform supernatural signs and wonders and also said, I am the Messiah, the word right here of God says, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Now I believe God can do supernatural signs and wonders. That's not my point. But when they go on to say, I'm the Messiah, that's where the line is drawn. And, and the Lord has reminded us, do not be deceived. You know, we're in those days today, and we've been in it for so long. How many remember David Koresh? That's a name in, in our history in Texas. He claimed to be the Messiah. He claimed to be Jesus Christ incarnate. I don't know if you knew that. Sun, Sun Young Moon, the founder of the Moonies Church, he claimed to be Jesus Christ, Son of God. Jim Jones, from going way back, a massacre that we're familiar with in our history, also claimed to be Jesus. Charles Manson claimed to be Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Apollo Quibaloy is an infamous uh, Filipino uh, pastor in the Philippines, claims to be the modern day Jesus Christ. He has a great big following. It, it truly is amazing how many people fall for that when the Lord has warned us, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Matthew chapter 24, verses four through five. Jesus, these are the words of Jesus. He said to his disciples, watch out that no one de deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. We still see that happening today in our age. It's been happening for years and it's, a, and it's occurring more and more frequently. I want you to know, be alert, be alert. These imitators come as antichrists. They're working against our souls to take and, and stand in the place of Jesus Christ to take his spot and away from the true living God. And we have to be alert. So be alert. Be aware of the following, falling away. And then secondly, be, be aware of the time of Jacob's trouble. This is another name given to the great tribulation. Be aware of the time of Jacob's trouble. And the reason it says Jacob's trouble is there's a scripture in Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 7. I don't believe I have this. But it says that this will be a time of trouble for the, for the land of Israel. And then for us, the time of travel, travail and misery is also called the time of Jacob's trouble. The prophet Daniel described this, this same period of time saying, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was 
since there was a nation. The Jewish nation of Israel will suffer a lot of this judgment and this time of trouble will come upon Israel. All the nations of the world will be gathered against the nation of Israel, the Bible says. And, and I've always wondered, why is it that they're always against that, that country? It's not by accident. The Jerusalem, that Jerusalem is the city of God, proclaimed for many, many years. And here we see the convergence of all the countries of the world coming against this tiny little country that's no greater than the size of some of our states here in, in the United States. So beware of the time of Jacob's trouble. And listen, I'm, I'm telling you all this so if for some reason the rapture happened and you didn't get up and use your angel wings to fly up there with them and you're still here behind and you're hearing this, now this is a heads up. Be alert. Do not be deceived. Here's another thing. Beware of the events. Now let's look at some of the events. What's going to be happening during this great tribulation? So again, the book of Daniel, Matthew, and Revelation speak on end times, speak specifically on the Great Tribulation. One out of every two people in the world will die during the Tribulation. One out of every two people. The world's population, I googled this, so it was on Google, so I know it's a fact, but it was 7.8 billion people, approximately, on this planet right now. If we were to have the tribulation happen right now, that means that 3.9 billion people would die. I mean, that's unimaginable. 3.9 billion, almost 4 billion people would be wiped off the face of the earth. It goes on to say that in some cases, death will come instantly, or it can be a slow, painful death that is lingering and agonizing, and 50% of all people will die. One third of all vegetation will be burned up. We're kind of seeing that in California, unfortunately. All grass, every tree, everything green will be destroyed, according to Revelation chapter 8. The sun and the moon will be darkened, and we're catching glimpses of that right now, so you can only imagine during the Great Tribulation what that might look like. The gates of hell will open and hordes of locusts will come upon the earth. These locusts will be allowed to sting men like scorpions and the pain will last for five months according to the Bible. The Bible says men will beg God to let them die, but they will not die. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be here at that time. Amen. I want to be up in heaven with the Lord. Amen. Amen. There will be a war, or let me, I skip one. There will be a worldwide famine unlike anything the world has ever seen. We had just a slight glimpse of delays in our, in our products, in our raw materials coming in. People were freaking out because they couldn't get toilet paper. Imagine if you can't get bread or milk. Imagine if you can't get the canned goods that you're used to getting. Imagine going to Costco on empty shelves Walmart, empty shelves. I mean, we caught a glimpse of that last year and earlier this year, and we're still not out of it. But in the tribulation, there's not gonna be any food anywhere. And it's gonna contribute 
to this worldwide famine unlike the world has ever seen before. There will also be a world war so bloody, the Bible says that the blood of those killed in battle will flow for 200 miles up to the bridle of a horse in the valley of Megiddo, which is where the battle of Armageddon will be held. When I was in Israel, I got to see the valley of Megiddo. It's a huge plain where the Bible describes the nations of the earth gathering there for a conventional war at that time. Again, you don't want to be here for that. You and I do not want to be here for that time. How many believe these will be difficult days? It'll be difficult days for everyone. But thank goodness the Lord leaves us signs. He is leaving us signs right now in our day and age. He's showing us through COVID, through what we're, we've been facing for the last 18 months and, and going on, how important it is to trust in God. How important it is to have a relationship in Him. Because this world is here one day and it could be gone the next or in a week or two. And we're, we're catching glimpses of it. But the Lord leaves us signs just like in our seasons. We know pretty soon the leaves are going to start falling off your nice beautiful elm trees, your maple trees, any kind of tree you have. And it's the beginning of fall. We know that when the rains start occurring, we're going to be entering winter. We know that when those tulips start blooming, we're entering spring. We know when that starts heating up and the rain goes away, that we're entering into summer. Those are signs that we have every year that we can count on like clockwork, every year. And God gave us signs in the Bible, in the Word of God to look for, to describe what season you're in. But remember this, He doesn't give you the date of His time and coming. That's another thing to be alert and sober to, is if you hear a preacher or anyone tell you, Jesus Christ is coming back on this date, mark them right here with an X and say, you're a false prophet. And I'm not going to listen to a word you say. Because no man knows the hour of the day. Amen? Amen? No man. So again, the Lord leaves us signs. He does not leave you and I wondering, well, what's going on? We know what's going on. Unfortunately, the person that doesn't know what's going on, they're out there on Highway 29 right now. They're, they're oblivious to what's going on in the world spiritually. And unfortunately, that day is going to happen. The rapture is going to happen. And they're going to be going, oh, man, everything Bill told me about, it was true. Everything Melody told me about was true. I can't believe this. And it's going to be too late for them at that point. It won't be too late. They can still get saved. And we, we are going to get into that next week. But it's going to be extremely, extremely difficult. And you don't want to be around for those days. Let me tell you right now. So again, the tribulation lasts for seven years, according to most biblical scholars, theologians. They'll tell you it's a period of seven years. The first three and a half years are going to be a time of peace, time of peace in the land. In fact, this is where the Antichrist, how many here have heard of the term the Antichrist? The false prophet, they're two separate individuals. The false prophet is a religious leader that will be the right-hand man of the Antichrist. The Antichrist is a man, they say, most biblical scholars believe it will be a person that comes out of the Middle East. And they say that for various reasons, but because of the old Roman Empire, 
those countries were from back in, in, in that part of the world that the Antichrist will come out of the revived Roman Empire. I'm not going to go into all those scriptures. We'd be here all day the next few weeks and months. But suffice to say, he will come out of the Middle East. It'll be a man that will be possessed by Satan himself. And he will be known as the Antichrist. And this person will strike peace with Israel for the first three and a half years. And nobody will have any wars. It'll be a peaceful situation. Everybody will be, oh, this guy's all right. It'll be, they think he could be a person of political influence. The one world money system will come into being at that time. How many know we're heading that way right now? One money. Europe already beat us to that. They already have the euro. We're heading to a one money interchange system with every country. We're heading there, whether you believe that or not. We're heading to a chip that will be implanted into your right hand, forehand, or forehead. The Bible describes those times. We're not there yet, but how many know that it's just right around the corner? I believe COVID, now I'm for the vaccine. I'm not into, we're gonna get into that, but I believe this is just a precursor of what's to come. This is a perfect setup for when the Antichrist does come, and he says, you have to have this. Because the sign, the, the, the mark of the beast is what that's called. You will not be able to buy, sell, or trade anything. You will not be able to have anything for your home, food, anything without that mark. Now, most people will just go and take that mark. But let me tell you right now, if you are left behind, do not pass, go, do not take that mark. Amen? Amen? Do everything, but do not take that mark. Okay, you heard it here. So those first three and a half years will be peaceful, but the last three and a half years will be filled with war. Revelation chapter 13, verses one through four. Then I stood on the sand of the sea. And this is just back up. This is the apostle John. He is being filled with this vision that, that the Lord allowed him to have, and he's penned this, he is describing this vision. This is a man that had no concept of, of what modern war looks like, but imagine he's using his terms to describe this scene. It's a military battleground. So partially, part of this is. Uh, then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and 10 horns, and on his horns, ten crowns, and on his head, a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been more mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Again, this is describing the Antichrist right here. It uses, the Revelation uses a lot of symbolic language, which is hard to sometimes grasp, but this is a reference to the Antichrist. Secondly, it goes on to describe, and when I first read Matthew, the abomination of desolation, that's a term. What that means 
it's a point in time in the, in the Great Tribulation when the Antichrist is going to enter the temple, the Holy of Holies that was reserved for the, for the priest. Remember, there's a veil and only the priest could enter that. The Antichrist will walk in that and set himself in that place and declare to the world that he is the Messiah, that he is God. And that is known in biblical terms as the abomination of desolation. It becomes an abomination to God because he puts himself in that place and declares to the world, I am God in place of Jesus Christ. And that is the, that is the halfway point. At that point, then the last three and a half years begin. And then sudden destruction, war, and, and so forth begins to break out upon the world. Let me read to you here in Revelation chapter 13 about the mark of the beast, as I mentioned earlier. The, the, the book of Revelation chapter 13 tells us that during the tribulation, all mankind will be forced to take the mark of the beast. The mark actually will be initiated by the false prophet, this religious leader that will rise up in power. He's the one that's going to institute it, not the Antichrist. A lot of people think it's the Antichrist, but it's the false prophet that's going to be empowering people. He will work in tandem with the Antichrist. Well, let, let's read Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 18. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. This is describing the false prophet. And he had two horns like a lamb. It's important to notice, like a lamb. But he spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that, even makes, so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to, take, to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small, great, rich, and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. So why do I know that the vaccination is not this? Because I didn't receive it on my right hand or my forehead. Can I just end that right there? Amen. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. And we've all heard that before. We, there's been books and movies made about that. But here's the point. Many false prophets have come and gone, but none have had the devastating effect that the false prophet and the, anti and the Antichrist will have on the world to come. You don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. You want to make sure you're right with God. You want to make sure you're taken up in the rapture. You want to make sure you share this message with those around you, your loved ones. Amen? Yes. This, this system will use religion to deceive the world, and once deceived, they will use the mark of the beast to enslave all people economically. 
Hey, listen, once we're, if you're enslaved to a one, one world government, one money system, you're really, you're slaves to that. And that's what's coming our way. We are going to see that at some point. And they're going to have to be forced to endure that type of evil from the Antichrist and the, and the false prophet. I know that's a lot of information. And I believe me, I skipped over a lot of stuff that we could get into. It's so deep on this, these subjects. I'm going to touch more on this next week on what's going on in the tribulation. I don't want you to miss it. But here's the challenge for you and I today. Be aware of the times we live in. Be aware of the seasons that we're in. Do not be deceived. Don't be deceived. It's important to be in the Word of God. Andrew showed me his brand new Bible he's got. He was, he's so proud of that Bible. And, and I mean, my, my really, my sincere desire is that every one of you would come up to me and say, Pastor Rick, can I show you my Bible that I just got? I mean, that, that would be amazing, right? But we need to be in the Word of God. That's the only way you're going to know the signs that are out there that the Lord is giving you and I. Do not be deceived. Yes. Be in the Word of God. Be reading. Be praying for wisdom every day. Every one of you need wisdom more than ever. That should be number one on your prayer as you get up every day. Lord, give me wisdom today. Give me wisdom. I need wisdom today. So again, I'll finish up this sermon next week. You don't want to miss it. And I want you to invite someone to come. We're going to have our picnic next week. We're going to have a great time there. And I have no idea how many more annual picnics we'll be able to do. The, the rapture could happen next week. It could happen next year. It could happen 10 years from now. We don't know. All I know is that it's going to happen. And that you and I need to be ready. You and I need to be ready. Amen. Stand with me this, this afternoon as we close. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. How many are thankful for signs? Yes. That we have signs all around us. That the Lord has not left us without direction. Has not left us and just let us go. He cares for you. You're his son. You're his daughter. And he loves you. And he wants you to have a, a future with him in heaven. And he wants you to be aware of the signs. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you again. Lord, we thank you for signs. The signs of the times, Lord. We live in such a, such a terrible time already. But Lord, this isn't even really a, anything of, compared to what's going to happen during the tribulation. You're only allowing us glimpses here and there. But Lord, how terrible, how frightening it will be for those that will be left behind. Father, today, I pray for every soul here today. I pray, God, that they have given their life to you 100%. That they're doing their best to walk in obedience to you. Because, Lord, that's who you're searching for. is those that will walk in obedience to you. So, Lord, I just feel to ask right now with every head bowed, if there's anybody out here that just wants to recommit that life to the Lord and, and right now knows that they need to recommit it. They haven't been, they're not where they should be. I want to lead you again in that prayer of <clears throat> recommitment to God because He loves you. 
and he doesn't want to leave you behind. So if there's anybody here right now with your heads bowed, just raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray right now. Just keep your heads bowed right now and say this prayer with me, but you mean this with your heart. As I say this prayer, repeat after me, but mean it with your own heart and allow these words to impact your spirit. God hears these words coming from your lips. God honors those words coming from your lips. And he brings restoration to you today in the name of Jesus because he loves you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. Go ahead and say that out loud. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me. Of all my sins. Of all my sins. All my wrongdoings. All my wrongdoings. I know you went to the cross for me. I know you went to the cross for me. As my Savior. As my Savior. As my Lamb of God. As my Lamb of God. And you rose for me on the third day. And you rose for me on the third day. And I receive you right now. And I receive you right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can look at me after that was you today saying that prayer. Can I tell you right now with assurance, the Bible declares that you are his and, and you've always been his, but I know this. Sometimes we, we need to come to a place of recommitment. Amen. We need to just step up our game. And we know that. We don't need anybody to tell us that. I know firsthand from years back. But let me remind you, he's helping you, encouraging you every day. He's not going to leave you by yourself, amen? He's not going to let you walk this battle, this life that we're living, not knowing what's going to happen next week, not knowing what's going to happen next month. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you. He walks with you through every valley you walk through, amen? Thank you, Father. We pray, Lord, today that God, that this word would not only penetrate into our hearts, into our hearing, but Lord, that it would just saturate us. That your word, which is true and lasts forever, endures forever, that it would do something in our heart and our spirit, that as part of our recommitment to you, Lord, that we are gonna take it up a notch. We're gonna read your word. We're gonna practice it daily. Maybe as a family, individuals, however it works for you, but the main thing is to do it consistently. And Lord, I need your help to do that. And I pray right now your blessing upon each one here that you would encourage them, give them the strength, everything that they need to be able to accomplish that daily. So Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this weekend, this three-day weekend, Lord, that many of us get to enjoy. And finally, Father, we pray a blessing upon everyone. Lift your hands up, church, and receive this blessing. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen and amen and amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.